Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. All right, Flyover family, everybody likes to think if I was alive during the Civil War, I would have been on this side or I would have done this. If I was there, if I was in Nazi Germany, I would have been Bonhoeffer. Well, the truth is there weren't a lot of Bonhoeffers. That's why they write books called Bonhoeffer because there weren't a thousand people standing up willing to risk everything on a, on a hill that says, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't care uh, if this even makes a difference. I'm not going to bend on something where you're willing to really stand up and tell the truth. Like if two plus two is four, you're not going to say it's five just because that's kind of the, the pressure going on around you. Right. Everybody likes to put them when you watch a movie, you're like, am I William Wallace or am I Robert the Bruce and the helmet falls off? Like who, who am I in this story? When you're watching a movie, you kind of project on that and everybody likes to think they'd be the hero. But you know, every day people come to these little forks in the road and what do you choose? You know, what do you choose? Do you choose this or that? And it's a little little micro test all the time. And then every once in a while, someone in their life will get a test that says, you know what? Two plus two is four. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bend on this, mm-hmm. even if it means risking everything that I've worked for. What if you spent your life dedicated to a career path and you went from uh being a, a beat cop to to a high-level position, having your dream position, uh working for the highest level law enforcement agency in in, in this country, you know, the FBI? Would you stand up and risk everything to say no, no, mm-hmm. two plus two is four, it's not five. I'm not going to do I don't, you know, you gotta ask yourself every once in a while, like, what am I really made of? And, and would I be willing to risk everything to tell the truth? Most of us don't get that level of a test. Mm-hmm. But but one guy did. He wrote a book called called My Journey from Beat Cop to Suspended FBI Whistleblower. When the lights were on and the moment was the toughest, he did the right thing. And I think you're about to learn a whole lot from our friend, Mr. Steve Friend. Yay! Welcome back. Thank you. And that's a great introduction. Uh, you know, I think this will mean a lot to you all. You know, my uh, my favorite presidential quote is from John Quincy Adams. Duty is ours. Results are God's. And then we mm. learn from the, the book of Esther that uh, we were born for such a time as this. And those are the, the two mm. sort of ideas that I've I've tried to fold into to what I've been doing for the last uh, year and year and a few months here. Now, well, we really appreciate everything that you've done to help yeah. you get the truth out, because even though you left, you were not silent and you're like, OK, this is what's going on and we need to make a difference in this country. Yeah, I mean, I think we can all make a difference in our own lives. Uh, the, the personal motto I've always had, either professionally or this one in my own life, is paint the fence. If, if we sort of view the mission at hand as this giant fence that stretches from the one end of the block to the other, but we all paint the section that's in our yard, the whole fence is going to get painted. Mm-hmm. So there, there's there's really a personal accountability and yeah. in, in doing whatever you can to, to best influence uh, your your surroundings. For sure. I, I love it. Now, Flyover family, if 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 you if you like America even a little bit, forget like if you love it, you consider yourself a patriot, whatever, however however you pat your own back. If you even like this country, you like freedom, you like liberty, you need to go to his Rumble channel uh, and, and and hit follow, hit subscribe, because you're going to get a dose of stuff with an angle from somebody who has a credibility to speak mm-hmm. truth because they have a track record of doing it when it's really hard. Everybody can step on and be like, you know, yeah, everybody watches Rocky and then you shadow box and do a couple of pushups. But like, what do you do on like a Tuesday yeah. morning, alarm goes off at five, do you do pushups then? You know, it's, it's when, when things were the hardest, he did the right thing. So go to Rumble uh, at a M R A D pod for um how does it supposed to say American Radicals Radical podcast. podcast. Is that right? That's right. It's the AMRAD pod, American Radicals. We like to, to poke the bear a little bit more uh, at the FBI because we figure that we're probably domestic terrorists to them at this point. 
Man, okay, oh. talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, just in a couple of minutes, talk about your journey through that. So you were police officer, FBI. You know, you uh, then moved from where you were working on like sex trafficking, child, all of those kind of things. They moved like you noble, over to, worthy stuff. Like that's something yeah. you can wake up. I'm going to stop these. These are bad guys. Yeah, they moved you over to domestic terrorists with what's going on in Jan Six. So kind of to cover a little bit about that, and then where you are today. My first seven years in the FBI, I was in the Midwest working at Iowa, Nebraska on Indian reservations and was on the SWAT team out there working really violent crime, opened 200 cases, arrested 150 criminals in that time, got real familiar with the way you're supposed to actually do cases in the FBI, transferred to Florida, Daytona Beach in 2021 to work on the human trafficking and the child pornography angle. And interestingly, those are the two lowest priorities for the FBI, but they're also, I think, the, some of the most impactful work you can do. <laughs> Yeah. And then was sort of unceremoniously transferred over to domestic terrorism, was told child pornography was not a priority, was not going to be worked anymore from our office, uh, and then was told to focus on January 6th, which I did. So, look, if you ask me to jump, I'll say how high. I'm really mission-focused. But I, when I saw the January 6th cases, it was immediately apparent that the FBI is manipulating the terrorism stats and was using very aggressive means to arrest people. And in my office, they were going to use a SWAT team to arrest someone who they'd interviewed. He said he would cooperate, and then they waited for a year and a half, and they were gonna send a SWAT team to do it. So I, I thought that that presented an unnecessary risk to his safety, to our safety, sort of said, look, we Monday morning quarterback, Waco, today's Saturday. I'm yeah. here telling you that we're gonna be lucky to get through this. Man, wow. and, and there's That's been, cool so what the, the effort has been since 2021 has been people that have gone into the Capitol, but some changes have been happening. Talk a little bit about that and what the next step is now. Well, even in my first meeting, my super frontline supervisor told me that the intention was going to be to expand the dragnet. It's not going to be just people who were inside the four walls of the Capitol, for lack of a better term. They're going to include people now that were on the grounds themselves, standing on the perimeter, on the grass, people who might not have even known that that was a quote unquote restricted area, because now we're seeing video footage of these groups that move these, these uh, obstructions out of the way. And if you arrived hours later, this, this whole ignorance of the law is no excuse. A first-year law student would be able to dismiss that. But it sort of comports with this whole narrative that we're getting from the DOJ and the FBI that domestic terrorism is on the rise. They're running out of these suspects. They need to keep this churning going so they can keep juking the stats and boosting the numbers because January 6th should be one case. But instead, they've opened up a separate case for every single person. And now they've spread them around the country for wherever they live so that we now create the illusion that there are domestic terrorists around the continental United States when, in fact, it's going to people who just walked into the Capitol or now stood outside. Wow. Man, well, it, it sort of becomes then, you know, it could become anybody that's ever worn a red hat. You know, when you when you start using there, there's two divisions, I think, have been really manipulated, you know, for what I consider the, the, the leftist edge of the Democratic Party. One is the media. Uh, used to run cover because none of this would be possible if there wasn't a daily barrage of of media coverage manipulating that message. And then number two, the weaponization of of, of law enforcement from the DOJ, the FBI, and, and all the way through. Those things couldn't take place if it, if it if there was a fair and balanced system that was representing all Americans. But it really depends mostly, it, it appears to me as a regular citizen, it depends on where do you align politically is going to become uh, problematic uh, in the future. 
And, and I think you've, you've nailed the, the latter part there. Look, there's a political a aspect to it, and there's also a bureaucratic aspect to it. And when you combine them, you get the worst possible combination because now we have the politically captured top of the, uh, of the FBI. It's sort of a pyramid. It's a small cadre of people that are calling the shots, and they're directing their underlings to do things. Uh, and we've had the evolution in national security, especially from we're going after terrorists to now we got to go after homegrown violent extremists who are the Muslim Americans who were frankly entrapped mostly to the domestic violent extremists that we've been seeing recently. And now there's a new phrase. And we talk about political capture. Uh, this is an acronym that's just emerged. It's been around for a few years. It's called AGAVE, anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremist. And that is someone that the FBI and the Department of Homeland Security have put out a memo describing. The profile of an AGAVE is someone who has just a perception of government overreach, negligence or illegitimacy. And if you fit any one of those, you could find yourselves in the crosshairs of a domestic terrorist uh, investigation from the FBI. Which was basically would also could be categorized as calling out uh, corruption or uh, demanding accountability. You know, everybody's kind of frustrated. You know, it's mm -hmm. like you'd use a joke. Like if you run a small business, you'd be like, hey, this isn't the government here. You need to produce. I don't want to come in your feet on that. You don't get paid for breathing. Like we need results. Like if it's a sales organization, if you're trying to run any kind of a business, there's a, it's, it's synonymous in regular culture that, you know, the typical DMV or, you know, whatever, any kind of, a, of an institution, you know, like that is not going to be the highest caliber, get things done, uh, you know, kind of a, an organization. Everybody, everybody that's a doer of any kind would want more accountability from those that we've elected to go represent us in an elected position. And so any complaint against their job performance that in a meritocracy, you would call out. If you're an NFL coach and you lose more than half the games, they're going to call for your job, you know? Uh, but when it comes to government, um, actually it's, it's a very profitable place to be. And it's the only sector of our world that you can fail your way to the top. It's almost like, mm -hmm. like, man, you did a terrible job of running San Francisco. Let's make you the governor. Right. Oh man. You know, Hey, you got great teeth and great hair. I know you mm -hmm. suck at your job, but maybe you should be the president. Mm -hmm. Like it's the only place that you can suck your way to the top. It is. And Good man, for government work, right? for saying that. There's a terrorist talk there. <laughs> There, there's, there's a problem with the promotion process because it starts so early in your career. If you want to get to the very top of the rungs of the ladder and there's a mandatory retirement age at age 57, you get six years minimum experience of actually doing the work of an FBI agent. And that is the people that are calling the shots for the FBI. And that has catastrophic consequences because mm -hmm. their motivation is in promotion. Their, their, their passion is in promotion. It's not in actually doing the job they have. It's in getting to the next job, which is how you get someone like Jennifer Moore, who was the special agent in charge of intelligence in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, who had no experience in intelligence and then was promoted twice after that. Or uh, someone who just was promoted, Sinjay Vermani, was promoted a week ago. He is now the special agent in charge of counterterrorism in Washington, D.C., which is arguably the most important terrorism, counterterrorism position in the federal government. He has three years of actual experience. He worked on cyber crimes wow. and some counterterrorism matters in San Francisco about two decades ago. So what could possibly go wrong? Man. Like, well, this is and, somebody we can work with. Yeah. And, and okay, so we're talking about things that are domestically the, the domestic terrorists, but what about what's going on on the border? You know, millions of people have been flooding over our border. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're coming from. Um, all different ages. A lot of young men we're seeing come over uh, over our border. From every nation from in the world. From every nation. I want to play a clip for you real fast, and then 
get your response, but also give you a little history of who this guy actually is. Check this out. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Wow, very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement, the entitlement. Uh, no, believe me, I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Okay, uh, that's just somebody on the border that caught footage. And they're just uh, documenting what's going on. And there's massive numbers. I mean, the, it's the equivalent of the city of Cincinnati came over in the month of December. And those just the, the ones that are documented and that they know of. I mean, it's 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 unbelievable. And you hear all kinds of a range of numbers. But we would be the easiest nation in the world to invade. I can't imagine during World War II, we could send over like military personnel uh, to Germany. And uh, they'd give them uh, phones and money and health care to move into Berlin. You know, and I'll, I'll be, it would be the easiest invasion of all time. Uh, so that clip went out. It went kind of viral just because of the guy's arrogance. You're too dumb to know who I am, but soon you will. Um, so this came back out. General Flynn and other people retweeted this because of facial recognition. Within a short period of time, they recognized uh, this alleged terrorist, terrorist warning Americans. Uh, soon you will know who I am. Appears to be, I'm going to do the best with his name, uh, Movsom Samadov. Apparently we'll all know that name soon a Muslim who was released in January 2023 after serving 12 years for being a terrorist. Uh, will the Democrat voters ever wake up to this invasion of the southern border? Um, we put a link to that below. That's one. When you're talking millions, it's pretty easy to slip through. Most of them just don't run their yapper quite like that guy did. The question I would have for you, Steve, is, it seems like the majority of FBI agents are kind of maybe former military and different things. They're kind of, they're going to follow orders and they're sort of, you know, they, they don't promote independent thinkers. They promote people that are going to give a task and they get the job done. Mm -hmm. So wherever they put the carrot, wherever they place the bullseye, that's what they're going to go after. So the, the, the agents are not given the freedom to go after guys like that. They're more rewarded for going after soccer moms or petty theft in a lot of states. So what poses in your opinion as a trained analyst, and you've spent over a decade breaking down cases is, is a guy like that, a bigger threat to the lives and the well-being of Americans or a soccer mom that was somewhere near the premises um, um, on the grass, observing things on January 6th. Well, I think definitely uh, that gentleman there, if you want to give him the title of gentleman uh, who crossed over is the greater threat, but even he is less of a threat than an out of control weaponized FBI to the American people. And you talk about the priorities that they have here. They are not interested in going after that guy. We have what roughly 10 million people who've crossed in the last few years. 1% of 1% of that is 10,000. So if 1% of 1% are bad actors, that's 10,000 potential terrorists who are saying, look at me, I'm gonna, you're going to know my name one day. And instead, the FBI is interested in two things. They want to go after the headlines and the clout chasing. So that's why they will indict a murder for hire plot when the subject lives in Iran and is never going to be apprehended. Or they'll charge someone with some sort of war crimes who lives in Russia and we don't even know his last names because it gets them a headline. And secondly, they want to hit their quotas so they can get their budget enhanced by Congress and they can personally profit because senior executives get thirty to $50,000 bonuses when their quotas are met. And that's why they do adoptions of local cases, which is what you see with something like Las Cruces, New Mexico, where there was a robbery of a Lowe's store for a $500 air conditioner. And the FBI was bragging that they had sentenced that gentleman to 46 months in prison. That's not an FBI type of case, but it allows them to juke the stats and make sure that they get their bonuses. Wow. 
Man, all right. Well, Flyover family, make sure you're following Steve at, yeah. on Rumble, rumble.com forward slash amradpod, which stands for American Radicals Podcast. Love you can it. also follow him at Real Steve Friend on X. That's a great way of just kind of staying on top of everything that's going on. Steve, thank you so much for all of your work. Yeah. Thank you for your courage and your boldness to stand yeah. up and say, nope, this is not right, and I will not bow. In, in, in a world of like duck faces and faux and filters and Instagram and just baloney, this guy is the real deal. If you ever complain, like, I'm sick of all the junk going on in our world, where are the real men at that are actually legit great husbands raising great kids? He's got a background there made of, like, real wood put together by a carpenter, you know? I mean, everything about this guy is 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 real. In a world of, like, fake food and fake everything else, he is the real deal. And if, if you ever complain there's not enough of that, then then follow him because you need a, a steady flow of that nutrition into your mind and into your spirit because there's just not enough Steve friends out there. Thank you so much for your time, Steve. We really appreciate it. Public service announcements for all of you that eat and you survive based on food. Now, if you're... Uh, I think that's all of us. Well, there might be someone out there that's like, I don't actually eat. I just live on Skittles. I painted a picture of a butterfly. If you depend on on a rounded diet uh, based on everything that you need, the minerals, the nutrients, everything involved, you need a good protein source. Nothing sustains the body like high-quality beef. They don't even have to put on the label anymore what's in our foods. But when we go to flyovermeat.com, we know it is clean meat. And the way that you know is because there's no lab-grown meat. They have a shelf life of actually 10-plus years on the meat. No mRNA jabs. Very important because, man, we do not want that in our body. All-American beef, high-quality product, and 100% natural. So eat well today and eat well tomorrow. So go to flyovermeat.com, use promo code FLYOVER for a huge discount. This is a crazy time to be alive. Well, just in our lifetime, used to be where you'd hear your grandparents talk about how cheap gas was and stuff, and it was 75 years before, 50 years before. And so we've seen a lot of changes since Biden took office. $700 more a month. Than what you needed in January of 21 when he took office. You might hear these kind of things and think, oh, that's overwhelming. I can't control the government. I can't control what they're doing. I can't control the spending. But we can take care of ourselves. You want to make sure that you're buying bullion from somebody that you can trust and someone that does not charge you a commission when you go to sell. If there's going to be a commission, have it on the front end, not the back end when it skyrockets and now you're like, oh my gosh, look at this big, huge commission I got to pay because it's on the back end before I sell it. You can buy an ounce of silver for $23. So this is something everybody can get into. And if silver goes to $50, if it goes to 75, if it goes to 100, all of those profits are yours. And that's happening while the dollar is buying less and less at the actual grocery store. So you can go to flyovergold.com, fill out your information. When you do that, someone from Dr. Kirk's team will get a hold of you to set up a free consultation. It doesn't cost you any money whatsoever. Or to do the same thing, you can just call 720-605-3900. All right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi. I'm David White. <laughs> if we can skip the hi, my name's David part, because that's where I got it tend to derail. Hi. <laughs> but I did good. See, look. First thing says, Say your name. Say your name. <laughs> Say your name, David White. <laughs>
Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about what may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about friend at school? <laughs> <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail, you're talking to your friends at school, they, they bring up your flat earth, and you think it's a flat I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. And it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> we talk about Rubik's Cubes and stuff. We like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible. I can, like, feel myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. Bye. Got a show for you. <laughs> my, my, hang on, my, my eyes red now. You won't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. He can run it through a filter. Can he run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of the, my red eyes? Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.